Welcome to another news talk. I am joined this time by Hobbs of the Goblin Lore Podcast and Beth, Queen of Cardboard. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thanks. Um, I, I'm glad to see, you know, it's been it's been a long time since I was on this cast and the quality has definitely gone oh. uphill. Uphill, is that a word? My, well, my times are taking, yeah. of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. <laughs> i understand you found better guests in the meantime it's just it's so nice to be back it's so nice yeah when i went to uh richmond hobbs was the least uh scary person that i met that's true hobbs actually does not have an intimidating presence about him <laughs> nope absolutely not this was... is why there's often statements made about the mismatch between me playing magic and the persona that I come across as because that's true. I've had people you... say the opposite when they've seen some of my decks. That's true. You come across as a very competent, put really? together person in real life. And then when you play magic, that just goes right out the window. Yes, that's what <laughs> it was. No, no. Pe- people have said that they were surprised that my decks were more cutthroat than they thought they were going to be given my... My nature, I will say. You know, I'm excited to actually just finish a game with you. <laughs> you know, the game that we started in Richmond that we got like two turns into, it was over. I already had won it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I abandoned the game. I of see. Course. I see. Of course. We'll have to see how it goes uh, in two days if you win again. <laughs> two days in weird world time. So as people are listening to this... This that event probably already would have happened, but we play we're playing for fun this week that we're recording. Yeah, an all goblin pod. Goblins. This episode uh, airs on Listen, Friday. Listen, if I this wasn't queen reference. of cardboard, I feel like I would be queen of the goblins. I feel bad for Nick right now because I feel like this is already just so off the rails. You have no <laughs> idea how much time you're helping uh, me feel right much, now. You know, I think he likes it. <laughs> I do. I do, in fact, like the time I think he likes it because uh, I have been this chaotic every single time I've been on, and he's asked me back three times now. Wow. And the thing is, like, Hobbs, until this recording, until this recording, you were the most frequent guest. You were at four, and now Beth has tied you, but uh, Beth is actually beating you in back-to-back appearances. Okay, well, okay, hang on. I have a question. How can... Beth beat me when I'm on this episode also. Well, we're tied for most appearances. No, no. I I already had four. Because I'm bad at math. But not in a row. (laughs) Like, I'm saying total, I now have you. You do beat me in back to back. That's true. In the next one, it'll be. Nick, I'll see you next week for a post Orlando (laughs) talk. (laughs) Talk about the confidence point, we all don't feel. Don't you just become events. another host of the show? <laughs> like, like. Uh, but speaking of better guests, as Hobbs mentioned, Beth, could you remind our listeners who you are in case they've missed the last couple of episodes? Yeah, absolutely. My name's Beth. I'm Queen of Cardboard. I'm a charity streamer. Uh, I stream Magic the Gathering. I would give you my schedule, but it's uh, very complicated. So I stream a lot. <laughs> we can go to the Twitter and get the live updates on the schedule. Yeah. And uh, Hobbs, because it's been a very long time since you've joined us, why don't you remind, <laughs> uh, which is not a shot at you, it's just a statistical fact that like looking back over the last several weeks, 
It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Uh, could you yeah. please remind our listeners who you are? I am Hobbs. I can be found on Twitter at HobbsQ or at the Goblin Lore Pod. So I am one of the co-hosts of the long-running, oft, uh, oft-copied but never duplicated, um, serious, hardcore, lore-based podcast. That's what I think we call ourselves. We are okay, known so for being never silly. I have to interrupt you for just a second. Silly. I have to um, interrupt you for just a second, Hobbs, yeah, because like yeah. we here at WNXS News value our journalistic integrity. If you're going to blatantly lie to our listener base, then I have to just terminate the interview <laughs> now and come back with Beth later. <laughs> I mean, don't you just have to run like a, an asterisk with with some caveats, like? The show notes would be longer than the podcast for all the caveats you're making me have to put in at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, anyway, I am the co-host of a goblin-based podcast that really focuses on mental health and community issues as they can be tied into Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that that part right there is not libel or uh, lies. That's that's the honest truth. Probably. <laughs> um, Probably. <laughs> speaking of community problems, uh, it is no secret to any of our American listeners. And if we ha- I actually haven't checked the statistics to see if we have any international listeners. Any international listeners we may have are likely also aware that a few weeks ago, the Supreme Court decided to issue an opinion that overturned the longstanding Roe versus Wade. Uh, ruling, which functionally protected bodily autonomy and reproductive rights. Um, That being said, not only are people, uh, we I think I can get away with saying this within our ratings, uh, pissed, but they have, many people, yourselves included, have decided to take some sort of action to try and fight back. Um, And there's all sorts of ways that people have been doing it, but uh, the way you all have decided to do it is with a Big charity streamathon. Uh, I believe near the end of this month, Hobbs. I think you can correct me on that. Yeah. So, um, so July thirtieth and thirty first. So the event has actually started. The Tiltify we will give to Nick is live already. Um, we did some early uh, auctions related to this one, unlike we've done this for most of the other charity events that I've been a part of, because we have had just an amazing out outpouring of support. Mm-hmm. Um, from people in the community. And that included somebody sending me two signed Gaia's Cradles uh, and, you know, asking that they wanted to be involved with this because this is a topic that hits kind of, well, it, I mean, it should hit everybody because this is about bodily autonomy and it's about rights and it's about what the government can and can't tell people to do. Uh, and, you know, this is something that had been protected. I will say this one hits close to home in the sense that my wife is an OBGYN. Um, and you know, she, while she is not a doctor who performs abortions, she has rotated and trained in an abortion clinic. Um, and she sees these issues of having to be able to give people to, to talk to people about what their rights are and what their options are and to have those options taken away, um, by non-medical professionals, by people who want to control those that can bear children, um, you know, th- this this is just something that is very much an affront to everything that she has trained for and done. 
And one of the things that my wife does know about the magic community, because she's not a magic player, is how passionate they can be and how much they can kind of come together. And the day that that this was overturned, she literally turned to me and was like, what can we do? You know, like, how can how can we start? Right. Like she she's the one who provided me with um, the links to some organizations. It happened to be that the main one that she suggested was the same one that Olivia and Elias were already kind of working to do their event for that came out of the gate swinging at the beginning of the month. And that's the National Abortion Federation. And, you know, it really was that kind of question of, well, we've been doing this for mental health. We've been doing this for LGBT. We need to just kind of keep this ball rolling and kind of, you know, do what we can do as a community, which is to support these organizations who are trying to make our rights be upheld. Absolutely. And uh, I was actually, while you were talking, uh, looking over the Tiltify and we are already at $1,945 raised. We haven't even gone into our weekend long stream. And I was reading some of the comments and the one that really hit me the most was uh, true equality starts with our bodies. Wow. That is, that is very poignant. Actually, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to steal that from, from whoever that is. Um, so the reason I got you both on here is because you can each provide a, excuse me, you can each provide a different and kind of unique perspective. Um, Hobbs, you, your perspective is very heavily informed by your wife, who is an OBG, as you just said, Um, Beth, you have a uterus, (laughs) um, which uh, I actually don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, um, actually, (laughs) let's take a step back here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Um, Well, and it's kind of interesting when we uh, talk about this uh, issue because some people want to separate out women on whether or not they have all of those biological parts. And, At the bottom line, when we separate the issue like that, what that does is separate the people fighting for all of our rights. Um, So when I talk about this, even though there are women out there who cannot have children, they are still women. And this is still an attack on women's rights and our medical rights. And actually talking about my hysterectomy, I am 36. I've had a hysterectomy. I... I needed one and I had to wait 11 years to get that done. Yep. Um, so when it, ta- when we talk about women's rights and we talk about why we're so fearful, this is not as simple as abortions are necessary, although they are in many cases, it's not even saying that abortions are good. It is saying that when we start to place laws and limits on what women can do with their bodies, it goes so much further than just the abortion issue. And Beth, I'm just real quick going to step back and say, you know, like I've talked a lot about kind of reproductive rights because we also do not want to be excluding at all uh, trans, mask, non-binary people that are able to give birth. Uh, The issue that you're mentioning, kind of the uterus one or uh, with the hysterectomy is a control issue where insurance companies will not support taking what they consider basically women 
because that's the only thing that they're going to see um, from the people that want to strip these rights is they consider you with a uterus means you're a woman. Um, they don't want to allow doctors to be able to perform those surgeries because there's a chance that the person might change their mind and decide to want to have kids later. Which so, is bullshit. Yes. I mean, this is what we're <laughs> the crux of what we're getting to is this is a decision to be made among people and their healthcare provider, right? Yeah. And and healthcare providers, I could say that my, this has happened to my wife where she, you know, like insurance companies will not cover a hysterectomy in somebody that is 20 something years old that says they don't want to have children. And as a physician, they're willing to do do it. I mean, there's obviously Some physicians out not. there that, that are not. And I was going to say that this is going to be an issue <laughs> if we talk about even abortions and prescribing yeah. as we're seeing with issues with getting birth control uh, mm -hmm. as this snowballs. But even if a doctor wants to, a patient is not going to be able to necessarily afford that out of pocket at 20 something years old. Yes. And they run the risk then of being forced to have a child when they have no desire to, and this, like you said, bodily autonomy is at the heart of all of this. Yes, absolutely. So that's, that's the real issue. Like I, for one, you know, am very frustrated and very pissed off. I actually, my kids have been on Medicaid before in the past. So we still sometimes get letters in the mail from Medicaid and the most recent one I actually read over. And what I learned was that if you are on Medicaid, your medical information is actually shared with the United States government. So your medical privacy doesn't even actually exist, which then goes back to if abortion is illegal and your information is being shared, then where, where do you stand? And we've learned with any time, and this is going to make a concerning cross into some other issues, but anytime something like this is banned, people don't stop doing it. We don't stop doing abortions. We never stopped drinking alcohol. We don't stop smoking weed or doing drugs. And so what you have is a human issue that you have to get to the bottom of that. And I'm not saying that that means we all of a sudden go, oh, no one can have an abortion ever because abortions are bad. No. First of all, that goes back to puritanistic ideas that people are not even realizing are based on the Puritans who came here because no one else wanted them because they were so damn crazy. And somehow, despite it being the point of the founding fathers that everyone likes to go back to of keeping church and state separate, our entire values system and our government is based on Christianity, which is not equality. No, it's be, it's being forced. It's you know, it's it's not an issue if your religion says that you can't have an abortion. That's not a problem at all. And I always say that, right? It's not an issue if your if your religion is against something. It's when you are now imposing that belief on exactly. an entire populace, right? Exactly. And 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 claiming, you know, that it's a religious, you know, like oh well, it's okay because other religions and all of this. When actually, in fact, it's not true. Um, for something like Judaism, abortion is considered part of that. And it is not the same thing as it is in Christianity. So when people, I, this is the clear thing that you're saying. I also very much just like the word Judeo-Christian for this very reason. Um, 
because it's almost trying to equate as if Judaism and Christianity share all of the same values, which we know is not true. Uh, and, and we know that the, the belief system that is being forced upon us is, is based very heavily in a specific puritanical Christian viewpoint. Exactly. And if you love some of this discourse that we're having right now, not only are we playing EDH all weekend, the 30th and the 31st, but we have two panels, both on Saturday and Sunday, and I am hosting the one on Sunday. So I'm really excited to talk more about this with other women and doctors and people who are affected by this or want to know how, why this is such a big issue. I'm more than willing to talk with people who disagree but I would love people to actually hear what we have to say. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, in addition to raising funds and in addition to playing magic, we'll actually be talking about these issues. And, and this is something that's very important. You know, we're still trying to pull all of this together. And as, as people may or may not know, uh, these events can take an incredible amount of um they take a lot of work. I think I, yes. I just I like I like really <laughs> as the more I've been doing these, um, want to stress that for people if they don't know, uh, it takes a lot behind the scenes to kind of get these up and running. And there is a reason that we are being so intentional about adding things in, like panels, and it is because of the feedback we've gotten from previous events. You know what what was nice about this is we wanted to turn this around pretty quickly after finding everything out which means we had to kind of hit the ground running. And I'm just thankful for all the work that's been done, you know, through the mental health charity events in particular to kind of set up a framework that we could build off of. And one of the things that was said to us was the panels and these life, the people's stories and experiences are very mm -hmm. valuable to have. And it's not just about like, great, we want to raise money. We want to do the fundraising, but it's also a, a big part about education and having these conversations that are important to us. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of my favorite things about the mental health uh, pod that I was in was that I was with uh, military people and we were able, we got through our game so quickly that we were able to have like a mini panel on military mental health. And, you know, it was really nice to sit down and talk with people who are affected by these things and actually have those real conversations. Because I think for so long, people have not had them. And that's where we kind of get stuck with, well, you don't agree with me, so therefore you're wrong. Or you don't agree with me, um, so you're a murderer. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> none of those feelings help. You know what I mean? Like, none of those feelings and those, like, that discourse in that sense does not make the situation go away. It does not make the situation better. It doesn't help anyone. It just hurts people. And I want to say too, kind of um, to piggyback on that, when we're talking kind of about like these lived experiences, um, we're, we're oftentimes trying to break down stigma and we're trying to put a face to the stories. Um, something I've heard from men in particular, or at least from cis men in particular, is... Well, I don't know anybody who's had an abortion. Um, uh, I don't know a woman who's been sexually assaulted. Um, and, and there's a couple of things here. Uh, you know, let me fight them. Yeah, let me fight them. Well, the thing is, you know, it's like you, you, you should probably think about why it might be uh, that you that you you're saying this. Um, but even for something like abortion, 
there is stigma to talk about your abortion story for people that have yes. had one. Uh, mm -hmm. Just like we've seen with mental health. We've come even a little bit further. Uh, it, this is a similar thing when we want to, if you want to talk about miscarriages and infertility, like all of these things, there aren't, there aren't faces to these stories that people yeah. know. And I will guarantee you, there are people in our community who have these stories and some may be willing to talk about them. Some aren't yet. And we're and trying okay. to start this, this discourse yeah. to make a better place for people to be able to, to do this, to share this if they want to, or, or know where they can go if they want to share it, I should say. Yeah, Absolutely. And I lied. I'm actually on the panel on Saturday, not Sunday. <laughs> well, now we can't trust anything else you say. Just. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're professionals here. Don't worry. <sighs> um, so, yeah. And that that's the other thing, you know, I've actually heard said is like, you know, from trans women who are like, well, I don't have these parts I want to support, but I don't feel like it's my place. And I want to like re like I want to re assure you that it absolutely is your place as a woman to stand with us. It is absolutely your place as a man or male identifying person to stand with us. Even if you do not have a uterus, these affect your life. It affects mm -hmm. people, you know, it affects people. And if we can't, stand for people when they're being hurt even when it doesn't affect us then what is the point exactly and i want to say especially when it doesn't affect us for sure and i it's like hob said earlier uh this community is very good about basically taking that thought and punting it directly into the sun and saying even if this doesn't directly affect me i want to help i want to do something yes i have been on the internet as a woman for a very long time. And I, uh, I am consistently in the last year and a half surprised in a good way by the magic community. Um, there's been several events over the last year or so that have been concerning. Um, and the way that the magic community, at least that I surround myself with has stood up and said, not today, not us, get out to whatever the problem is, has been amazing. Like, I just, I've never seen such support for the downtrodden, for women, for trans people, and all members of LGBTQIA plus community being supported by a, a, a bigger community the way that I've seen the magic community do in the last yep. year, especially I'll and, say uh, an element of the magic community. Yeah. Because I mean, I know that we are, are people that are all very online and are, are fortunate to have found good circles that we continue to prop up. Um, I just want to throw that out there. Cause I unfortunately have seen a lot well, of the and, other side of the communities and too. And that's, that's why very I said, um, I said people that I, at least people yeah. I've surrounded myself yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. And on record, we as we at WNXS I'm not trying to be News, negative here. <laughs> no, no. On record, we at WNXS News have basically said we personally just don't want that type of person in the magic community. And that if if that's the kind of person you are, we would rather you just not interact with us, our podcast or the game. Um, 
But on a happier note, respectfully, <laughs> get. I have to bleep that, but yes, uh, I, think I really last... appreciate that Beth is really testing your. Um, I really, I really appreciate that she's testing your editing skills. According, <laughs> according to the according to the website owner, we have to have a PG twelve year old niece rating. Uh, if <laughs> like, someone doesn't respect your twelve year old niece's bodily autonomy and her medical rights, they can respectfully get. See, <laughs> thanks. I I'm not going to edit the whole sentence. I just had to put a bleep in that in those particular parts. I don't disagree with you at all. But well, it's a it's a lot better because then we you, you get it past the censors. That's the idea. <laughs> I said it with a smile on my face. Is that right, <laughs> and, and she said respectfully. So I, said I don't respectfully think, like I don't think that so. changes everything. But on to yeah. a happier subject. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> We've talked about the whys, we've talked about the wins, and we've talked about the what's of what's going on with the with the streamathon. What is it that we know about uh, other than the panels and the fact that it's a two day? What what do we know about the event itself? About uh, anybody who's confirmed to be in it? Any potential events that are going on around it? All that jazz. Well, I'm in it. <laughs> yep, uh, I'm in it. Um, we have we have a uh, Kilnfeen Potter and Doodles Dev are and both the RC and the other uh, and the rules committee. We can say all of those. Um, we have more. Uh, we uh, Sun Rebel donated some of uh, the protest altar sleeves. Yeah, um, we have a Baldur's Gate collector booster box that's been donated. Uh, Quiver. The Grinding Coffee Company, as is awesome, is going to be giving out coffee because <laughs> I, I, I always joke that like I the, these events that I tend to be involved with, I, I like having some non-magic or at least other types of magic stuff that we can give out. Um, so yeah. that we're getting coffee. Kilnfin Potter is actually doing one of her mugs. That she has <sighs> I believe one of her pottery we, mugs. I believe that we can call nice. her Michelle here because we've called her Michelle here before. Okay, Michelle. Yep, Mine. Michelle uh, has donated one of her mugs. If you have not seen her mugs, it was that is something that oh I uh, actually commissioned myself. I have a goblin mug that I have not shown off in quite a while, so maybe I'll is put up a picture. Is yours the purple one? No, I'll check up photos after we uh, get off of this and show you. Oh it my is. god! But Michelle just does amazing work. Um, and then Doodles yep. Dev, who devs who is also um so dev who is also involved with this has altered two sets of basics a command tower and a soul ring um just some random cards we've got a kalia of the vast box topper um somebody's giving away a edh deck we're still getting in that we we have a lot of we have a lot of um non-cis male representation so i we can say that and we that was actually intentional so we really reached out to hosts in particular and then mm -hmm. also to to guests that um we wanted a lot more wide representation most of the events i've been in still have a, a high cis male representation which is fine um but if we're talking about wanting to be more than that then we are going to be intentional about tr inviting those people on right you know i think it's something that um that uh i that Amanda um, so um, says uh, so Amanda Stevens. Uh, if people don't know, that is uh, I, what is her handle? Uh, I, I think it's got Amanda, Amanda somewhere Stevens. in it. Amanda, 
it's it's Amanda Tien Stevens, who is a diversity consultant. And when she was on the Goblin Lord pod, basically it was like, how do you get people on? You ask them to come on and you bring them on. Um, and that is one of the best pieces of advice that we've gotten. And I think that it is supposed to be something that, you know, like we took to heart, especially for this event. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's always a good idea. Um, and what time uh, what time on Saturday and on Sunday will the pods be starting? Uh, real people time, please. Not your weird Midwestern time, Hobbs. Uh so the goal is, we're still filling pods. The goal is to start at 8 a.m. because Hobbs is a monster and go Ugh. until midnight at both days. So we, we, so that, like I said, part of this was taken off of uh, our, previous, um, our previous event. And with our mental health one in particular, we had a little bit more known um, hosts from Europe and European players. So we had uh, to accommodate. We did an earlier morning pod. So Who's that a monster. That may actually get dropped off for the 8 a.m. The 8 a.m. Eastern pod may get dropped. And it's not as bad as the following weekend when I'm making Beth get up and play a 6 a.m. Eastern pod. So, Oh, I'm not oh. getting up. I'm staying up. <laughs> so, okay, yes, just, July just 30th just... and 31st, all day long. We're gonna be recording, bringing, or we're gonna be, we're gonna be streaming. Uh, we have it wow, set up Hobbs, similar to what we did for the mental for health days. event, where we're going to be. I did it wow. last time. <laughs> I was an emotional crying wreck by the end of it, but I did it. Um, we will have it set up very similar to the last <laughs> event. That each each pod will just automatically raid the next pod so you don't have to worry about it. it'll be really easy to find the stream basically we want to make this as easy as it is it is to come donate watch and talk about reproductive rights yeah and what time um i've realized now that we didn't say it, what time are the two panels on those days as of right now the panels are scheduled for two eastern on each day Two Eastern on each We'll day. see if okay. we end up with two. As of right now, the two Eastern on the Saturday is the one that is uh, closest to being filled up. And and one yeah. more question about the Tiltify, since I'm so good at my job. Um, I know we, at time of recording, had broken $1,000. Do we have an actual... What is our actual goal for that link? Uh, the goal right now is 4000 but that's just an initial goal. We're already right, at 1945 so... Oh, we're almost yeah. at 2,000. Wow. Yeah, we're already almost halfway yeah, to the it, main yeah. goal. So stretch goals will be reached, I feel confident. We're halfway there. Whoa. Supreme Living Court doesn't care. <laughs> I like mine better right now. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, that was really good. That was really good end. That's like a good out, right? Like, that's a really good out. I'm not kidding. That's a good um, out. I have to figure out if we'll get, like, dmc or anything <laughs> first but <laughs> uh on that note i don't um, know for bad singing i don't think you're gonna get dmc yeah we, yeah. we probably would have had to be on tune to you know <laughs> to get there yeah, yeah. We, don't worry even google can't figure out what we were singing <laughs> yeah uh on that lovely ending note um not the singing note just the good segue out uh hobbs you told us where we could find you on the twitter beth did you already tell our listeners where they could find you on the twits uh i'm queen o cardboard on twitter and queen of cardboard on twitch 
also check out community of cardboard, which is the other, which is a, yes. a community that you should go and learn more about. Absolutely. It's a community We've with cardboard about it a little in it. bit on the podcast, but it's a community. It is a cardboard. community. Yeah. And Hobbs is in it. <laughs> is that a selling point? I don't know, uh, but you should join if it. Anything, it's kind <laughs> of a, if anything, it's kind of points against, but you know. And the follower count just went to zero. <laughs> Woo! That's not true. No, uh, Hobbs is definitely a selling point. Despite despite how much of a uh, how much crap myself and Beth give you, Hobbs, you, you do know we love you and that we respect you as a person, as a magic person. Maybe not magic player because you do play some really messed up decks. Uh, <laughs> but we definitely respect you as a person and as, as I an wouldn't know. He was too scared to finish a game with me. <laughs> uh, where's you can't click stop Let's recording? Just go ahead and just put myself into Beth's game. Also, <laughs> no, no, I just went made sure to put myself into Beth's um, pod. This is also not true. We did finish a game. I won. It was on the it was on the rules committee. I don't remember that. And you brought a high-powered deck, and I won. <laughs> I don't know. You know what, Winning though? magic doesn't sound it's like because... it. Yeah, I think it's because Scott already had seen that deck, and he had he had a axe to grind with me. Ah. Yep. Uh, you can claim this, story, but uh, there is a 10-year-long feud that you can even Twitter that is me and Scott saying to kill the other one first in any game of Magic they are in. This is established villain lore. That's actually true, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead Scott, and... Scott Laramie is my nemesis. I'm, thank you again both so much for joining us. Uh, be sure to plug in your, your links and your tools find in the show notes.